if given the right situation. I think they did a good job of building that right situation with the moves that they made defensively, bolstering what has been the Achilles heel, the real lills on the mic of this team, which is a defensive side of the ball. The most polarizing, fascinating, interesting debate show is live in the huddle. Yes, ladies and gents, my favorite topic is here on the agenda right up here. I mean, this has been a wild offseason, to put it into context, talking about the NFL in more particular terms, the offseason there. I mean, we've seen a lot of trades. We've seen the draft. That was the best draft that I could remember. It was a loaded, loaded offseason that's still giving us headlines today on this show known as In the Huddle. But to really put a bow on these offseason conversations as far as movement is concerned, and teams getting better, or teams possibly getting worse. We want to rank our most improved NFL teams this offseason. We're going to get three. And our not-so-most-improved NFL teams this offseason. So who are the teams that improved the most, and who was the teams that regressed the most? Without further ado, we're going to start off with the most improved teams. And, Zach, you can start it off. Okay, so am I going – should I go in order, or are we making a list? or Because uh, I don't really – I'm not going to – yeah, I don't really have an order. Um, I, okay. I just had three teams that came to mind uh, right away, and here we go. Number one, man, and you're going to be happy about this one, but I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Like, I don't think there was a team that got a more impactful decision this offseason than Tom Brady coming out of retirement and saving the Buccaneers franchise. And just by that decision alone, like, the Buccaneers are obviously going to be one of, if not the favorites, come out of the NFC and win the Super Bowl this year. They obviously get Chris Godwin back. That's huge. Uh, injury last year, tough one, but I think he's so good. He will be back on the field, ready to make an impact. The Russell Gage edition is big time as well. And I know they lose Bruce Arians, obviously a Super Bowl winning head coach, but Todd Bowles, his second time around, it's not like he's not familiar with the Tampa Bay program, him and Brady, Byron Leftwich is still there. They're on the same page. And once again, like you were literally doing, we were literally doing segments on the show like what are the Buccaneers going to look like if they go with Blaine Gabbert next season and they have Tom Brady back so I don't think there was a more impactful decision than that than uh, the Buccaneers getting TB12 the GOAT back so that was uh, my first uh, big offseason uh, winner Tampa Bay I keep pulled, going or uh, we're going back yep. and forth okay yeah. my second team uh, the Eagles and obviously they made the big impact move of the draft bringing in AJ Brown and it's interesting Will because I know not so long ago, we had a very interesting debate on Debo Samuel, and I expressed a little concerns about paying him long-term because he is kind of signaling to me that he doesn't really want to do what he did best in San Francisco anymore, being that shifty runner, obviously catching the ball a little bit as well. But I have no doubts about AJ Brown. I think this guy is a freak talent. I think he's a freak athlete. I think he is going to be, if not already, a top five wide receiver in the NFL. And Jalen Hurts, he's not the best passer, but the only way you're going to find out about him is if you just surround him with the mo most talent as possible. And they, their defense is much better too. They draft uh, Jordan Davis from Georgia, even get N'Kobe Dean in the third round. And one of the more impactful under the radar free agent signings, bringing in Hassan Reddick from Carolina. He's gonna be an impact pass rusher for Philadelphia. He's familiar, a Temple kid uh, with that area. So I think the Eagles are another big winner of the off season. And number three, 
was the Cincinnati Bengals. And this is a team that obviously was a couple minutes away, a couple plays away from winning the Super Bowl last year. And we all know what their weakness was, right? It was their offensive line. Joe Burrow was just getting manhandled game after game after game. They bring in Lyle Collins from Dallas. They bring in your guy from Tampa Bay, Alex Kappa. Those are two big time players on the offensive line. Burrow, he can be protected. Find Jamar Chase, mix it in obviously a very good running back. Their defense is, it's good, man. It's got some guys, Logan Wilson, that can make some plays. Hopefully Eli Apple isn't in as big a role this year as he was last year. But man, Joe Burrow, he was got the Bengals to the Super Bowl last year with that offensive line, with an improved line. I'm excited to see what his future holds. So uh, yeah, my three main winners, Buccaneers, Eagles, Bengals. I like the teams. You know, I, I, I'm appreciative. You know, I, I like the fact that we don't have the same three teams. That's always a good thing. Um, I start with my team and I actually have mine in order. I don't really need to have it in order, but I, I would say one of my teams, you know, that I have here is a team that I talked about highly of, you know, in the last show that we did. And that show was also doing pretty good numbers as well. And that was my take on this team that I said this team, even though they are dysfunctional and they've been dysfunctional for 40 years, I see the light under the tunnel for five years from now, them being the face of the NFC North. And that would be the Detroit Lions, you know? And when I reflect back on some of the moves that they made as I was preparing for this, I said to myself, wait, hold up. Five years may be a bit of a stretch. That's where jobs is on the line in five years, five years. What are you talking about five years? What are you talking about Willis? What are you talking about, Willis? Nah, make that two to three years. I like the lines. Listen, one of the moves that I actually found out that they made last night, I mean, went completely under the radar and I brought it to your attention was the addition of DJ Chalk. Some people don't even know who that is. And when you play for Jacksonville, not a lot of people is going to know who that is. But that's a receiver that I like, a big play threat guy that you can put there on the boundaries to make a play vertically. You know, um, they got him off the Clarence rack, a big bargain off the Clarence rack. We're talking about one year, $10 million prove it deal. So um, high uh, rewards, low risk right there. That's a low risk play. I think that play will come with some value. When you look at the draft class, which basically does it for me, um, is a draft class. Jamison Williams, you know, another guy that although he's not going to play, the first couple games, probably the first month, he's probably going to play in October. At least we know in October more so he will be able to play. Now you got yourself a nice looking receiving call with DJ Chalk, Jamison Williams. You still got Amon St. Brown. You also got um this other dude that I cannot remember this dude's name for Dilly Squad. But it's another dude that was actually putting in some work. And this team, when you reflect on the line season last year, they played really, really hard. And they lost a lot of close games last year. And I didn't realize how hard they played. But they played really hard. And I think some of those games that they lost will turn into W slowly but surely in that process of two to three years. So Aiden Hutchinson, that's another guy we want to go defense. I know I'm looking at offense here totally. But defensively, I think they're getting better. I like the Lions. I think they improved the most. And they may be reflective in a postseason visit. We'll have to see. Um, another team that I'm going to throw at you will be the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins here. I think they got tremendously better in the AFC East. When you talk about the additions, you know, for example, you know, they this was a team that stacked their offense to make sure that Tua, even if he's not good, we won't know he's not good because guys will be doing the work. 
you know when you talk about the additions they just added sony michelle to a loaded one backs group that they bought in when you talk it's a about crazy it. list bro it, crazy I, I, list. I checked it out like there are a lot of names raheem moster <laughs> chase edmonds so philip Lindsay. they got <laughs> running backs for days so even if a guy get hurt because the running backs bro i don't know Gaskin if you know ahmed yeah they got some guys i don't know if you noticed but the running backs it's hard to sustain 17 now 18 now 17 games of the schedule um especially if you're in fantasy you know the running backs go down you know and to have that depth i think it's gonna go well for them also when you talk about the additions at wide receiver i like cedric wilson that was always a guy that i highly endorsed even before he got the playing time due to certain injuries last year for the cowboys i always liked that dude i always think he is a big play dude he made a couple big plays in the fourth quarter at various points in the game most notably new england where it was like a third and 28 and he caught the ball i think he's a fast wide receiver also the biggest addition of them all in tyreek hill the guy is a speedster you know and he changed your office entirely because of all the attention that is shown on to him and you cap that with the pick that i like out of the coaches my number one play was um mike mcdaniels a guy that is an x's and o's king and i think we're going to see that on full display and i think when you look at this offense and how it's built you want to see less of tua and a lot of the stars it's going to be run the ball play action get the ball jet sweeps high misdirections and you know probably wildcat you're going to see a lot of things that probably doesn't involve tua making a big play down the field because they probably just not going to make the play they don't need to make the play you know get 60 yards with tyree kill out of the backfield easily so i like the dolphins i really think they up their play and possibly arguably probably could be the team to beat in that division my last team that I'm going to throw here is, ooh, this is this is tough. My last team, the Chargers. It's not tough. It's the Chargers. Listen, I think the Chargers got better defensively. You know, one of the things that the Chargers is doing, and I peeped it, is they realize that Justin Herbert is about to become really, really, really expensive. I mean, you think about he's on his third year. He's a year away from being eligible for a big look with him contract that he's going to get. And we talked about the Sean Watson and that fully guaranteed money. Um, yeah, so Justin Herbert is probably going to get more money than the Sean Watson, um, especially because he's a high character guy that can throw the hell out of a daggone football and can make all the throws and has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league in third and fourth downs. Literally, a lot of people don't talk about this guy had the best first two seasons of any quarterback in the NFL history. Like, literally. Like, it's crazy and it's unfortunate because... There hasn't been a lot of winning to show that on full display. Well, guess what? I think they're going to be a lot of winning to show Justin Herbert's full capabilities and how, you know, even though he gets the love, he's still underestimated for who he truly is, which is a top five quarterback in the NFL if given the right situation. I think they did a good job of building that right situation with the moves that they made defensively, bolstering what has been the Achilles heel, the real levels on the mic of this team, which is a defensive side of the ball. That running game was shot. The second day we needed work well guess what they got that with moves of jc jackson the best guy on a on a on a free agent market from a cornerback perspective they got that guy they got calvin noy recently a guy that everywhere he left their team hasn't been the same on that side of the ball um according to him and i guess that means it bodes well for the charges you got calvin noy you also got um Khalil mack who still can make 
an impact and have his fingerprints on a game to go alongside Joey Bosa. So because they're so good defensively, offensively, I'm not worried. They're going to put up 30, 40, but can you stop somebody? And if Brandon Staley continues to play the game of analytics, well, now you got yourself a defense that can possibly bail him out of a couple situations. And one thing, and I end here, one thing that really impressed me, despite the analytics and everybody coming at him for the analytics, they made a hell of a lot of fourth downs in that game against the Raiders. They're a very great fourth down team. I think they take a little bit too much, but they can make them. And if they got the defense now that can bail them out of some of those, then hey, go for it, brother. There we go. Those are my three teams, the Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Lions. And I ain't lying. Yeah, um, I, I actually, when I look at the Chargers and the Dolphins, like it's easy for me to compare those teams, not only just because their two quarterbacks were drafted very closely uh, in the same draft, but both of these teams have a lot of talent. No, not, no doubt about that. But also, like, they have coaches that haven't won anything yet and haven't proven to win in the NFL. And Brandon Staley, like, he might be able to change my mind on this, but, man, like, Justin Herbert was so good last year. I agree. He was a top three, top four quarterback in the NFL. I still don't know how they made the playoffs. I still don't know how their defense was that bad that they missed the playoffs. And that Raider game, like, yeah, they got a bunch of fourth downs, but that was all Justin Herbert. Like, that, I can tell you right now. That had nothing to do with Brandon Staley, them converting these fourth and 17s, uh, scoring touchdowns when their life depended on it. Like, that was Herbert just bailing them out. And I do think, like, there is a lot of talent here, and Herbert is legit. Like, the Chargers should be a playoff team, no doubt. But, like, man, like, I'm getting some, like, Dream Team Eagle vibes with this Charger team. Like, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, like, you know, Nomni Asamoah, all those guys, uh, Michael Vick, Vince Young. Like, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I'm, we'll see what happens with the Chargers in Miami too, man. Like the Kyle Shanahan tree. It's really the first guy, uh, along with Salah with New York. We'll see how that works out. Uh, ironically enough, both, uh, in the AFC East, but Mike McDaniel, he's Shanahan's guy. It's gonna be interesting to see uh, one of his disciples uh, go to work. I would say this about the Chargers, you know, look, when you talk about Brandon Staley and all the flack he gets, I think the guy should run for president. I think he'll serve better in politics. I mean, you talk about a guy that introduces introduces all the journalists you know by their names first and last names i think the guy would make for a great politician but i think also when you look at it he sells a lot of dreams it, that's a, that comes with the territory he's a great talker guys want to play for him you know kyle van noise like it's a match made in heaven these guys want to play for brandon staley you know guys are going over there to play for brandon staley guys never came out and talk you know, below him, you know, they always, even the YBC was on his team, even when they lost, they always had his back. They rallied behind this dude. And I think they need to start playing for this dude. You know, if he's going to put the trust in you to go for it on fourth downs, then convert the damn fourth downs. Like you can say, ah, he shouldn't be calling it. Okay. I, I agree. It was, it was a little bit too excessive for me, you know, fourth um, and one in your own territory. It, it was for your own 20. But if the coach is willing to put the faith in you to go for it, Prove him right. Don't have him out here looking silly in the media. At the end of the day, these players go out there on the football field and they compete. They're the ones that make these plays. You got to make the plays. I've seen him do it against the Raiders like five times, fourth and tens. And I'm like, yo, why didn't y'all do this against Kansas City? You know what I'm saying? So they have to make the plays if the coach is going to continue to have more faith in them. So, um, yeah, I think the Chargers, even if they don't make the playoffs, I think they do. But even if they don't, I think they got better on paper. Yeah, I mean, they better make the playoffs, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, come look, yeah. look at this team. Like, yeah. 
come on, <laughs> Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, they have a elite quarterback. Like, bro, like they better make the playoffs because if they don't, like, I don't think Brandon Staley is going to be there much longer. You know, he could be a great talker and the players could love him. But, man, like, my concern with him has also been, like, he's been in the NFL for, like, seven years. Like, that's not – he doesn't have much NFL experience. Like, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, these guys have been in an NFL locker room since they were 23 years old. And the players m- m- might love playing for him, but, like, we don't know if that necessarily translates to winning. And once again, like, the Chargers should have been – pl- like, the Texans blew them out in a must-win game last year. Like, what? That can't happen. And the Raider game, too. Like, the Chargers should have won that game, bro. Like, the Raiders, that team to an interim head coach, you couldn't beat them? Like, unacceptable. You better make the playoffs this year. I think to respond to the Dolphins' take, and I say for the Dolphins, it just comes down to Tua. I think they put everything. Like, literally, nobody has had a better offseason from a quarterback perspective. And there's arguable names that you could throw out there, but nobody than Tua. Tua got everything needed for him to succeed. If they don't succeed, it's not because they didn't get better. It's because Tua didn't get better. And that's just what it is. So, Zach... Before we close, do you have one honorable mention for either side? Just one for either way you want to go. Yeah, like, I don't know if you'd consider this an honorable mention, but one team I highly considered putting on my winner's list was Denver. And I think it's an interesting debate because, like, just for the reason that they get Russell Wilson, and that's a huge improvement from the quarterback position when, uh, when it comes to what they've had over the last couple of years. But I am starting to look at it, Will. Like, I think the Broncos could be one of the more fascinating teams in the NFL going into next season because this is another team that all of the talent is there. But I think if you look deeper and deeper into the situation, like, they also have a lot of question marks. Number one, they're currently in the process of being sold. They're going for a lot of money, a new ownership in transition. If he, if Jeff Bezos buys the team for a billion dollars, like there's going to be some pressure on Nathaniel Hackett right away to win games. And we don't even know what this guy is as a head coach yet. Uh, honestly, like, I don't even know what Russell Wilson is as a quarterback. Like that injury, like very concerning. And he, I understand like it was a, one of the first times in his career he's really ever gotten hurt. But last year when Russ came back, man, like he kind of looked like a quarterback that lost a step, maybe in a new situation, uh, that will change, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that happens. Uh, I don't know, man, like Denver, John Elway, since he's been running things, it hasn't worked out. They should be a team automatically on this list, but I have my doubts. Um, I'm going to stay in that division of the AFC West for honorable mention to be a winner here and go to Raiders. You know, um, I start off with responding to the, the Denver take. You know, I think Russell Wilson, and I've been high on Denver for like two years now, but Denver, Russell Wilson, I think lost a step. I think that's clear to me. Let's see if he gets that new scenery revival um, over there. And I just don't know what to expect from the coach. But when we look at the Raiders, one tandem that I was digging in my head about the quarterback and former, you know, um, relationship in college is um, the big one, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. I think that's going to be ally or shadowing or should I say mirroring uh, Justin uh, Jamal Chase, excuse me, and a Joe Burrow. I think we can see some of those same um, level impacts. You know, I think Derek Hall could probably touch 5,000 this year. I'm, I really think this is going to be a big move. That Stephon Diggs to the Bills type move to just take another level with that trade being the biggest impactful trade of them all. I think this is the biggest impactful trade of them all. And that's why I got them here. I think Devontae Adams does a lot 
even without the ball, just drawing that attention, opening up Hunter Renfro in the slot and, and Darren Waller that you can't double-team no more. I honestly think the Raiders are in play for the playoffs. Um, they were last year, so that's not a stretch, should I say. I think they're in play for the division. Um, let's go to extra mile. I, I like the, the Raiders. They were close, very close to making my list. I agree, 100%. Uh, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in football. Derek Carr, he's a winner at quarterback. Uh, and I think it's interesting, you know, like the Raiders have drafted so weird in the first round, they miss on all of these guys, but then in the middle rounds, they hit on Max Crosby, they hit on Hunter Renfro. And all of a sudden, like, even though it's a little bit unconventional, they still have impact players. And Josh McDaniels, he does have experience as a head coach. That's not something you could say about any other first, or every other first year uh, head coach in a new situation this year. So I agree with you. I'm high on the Raiders and uh, I think they're another intriguing team, just like the whole AFC West, man, that division can't wait. And that's just what it is. So, Zach, I guess I started off with the losers since you did the winners. I, I go ahead with one of my losers here as I put up the list. I got um the – oh, shoot. I got the Bears. Let's start off with the Bears, please. Oh, God. 